The Minister of Mineral Resources, uh, Gwede Mantashe, has raised concern about the impact of illegal mining on communities. He says that it's an attack on the country's economy and it has to be dealt with decisively. Mantashe was speaking during his visit to China-Africa Precious Metals Mine in Orkney in the northwest province. And this, of course, following the discovery of 20 bodies believed to be those of illegal miners. The badly burned and decomposed bodies were found in grain bags on the surface near the mine. This report by Umpoliberi. A gruesome discovery that has caught the minister's attention. Mantashe was accompanied by the Northwest MEC for Health, Madoda Sambata. The minister referred to the incident as criminal activity and declared the area where the bodies were found a crime scene. Mantashe says his department will meet with relevant stakeholders, including the Office of the Minister for Police, to provide backup to private security in areas where illegal activities are prevalent. It's a disaster of illegal mining. It is not a disaster of mining. Illegal mining is a criminal activity and it must be treated as such. That's why we appeal to the police that they should have specialized units to deal with illegal mining and stealing of precious metals. Until we do that, we are unlikely to defeat this threat. We must actually form that unit, have specialized units, because Zamazamas are heavily armed. They require specialized units. The China Precious Metal CAPM mine manager Isaac Chabalala says when they realized that an accident has occurred underground, they tried to offer assistance to the trapped illegal miners. We drafted the letter written in Sesotho as well as in English saying we want to help. We will stand back when you take out the bodies um, at Lawrence Park if the bodies are there. And the response was good from them because the same day that we posted that note, um, five bodies were taken out at Lawrence Park. The sixth body was taken out yesterday. We don't know about the other 14. We're not sure if they came out there. The regional leadership of the National Union of Mine Workers, NUM, says although mine workers are there illegally, it would be the right thing to assist them. The unions, Vuisani Lengisi. We don't have any information regarding these issues that are happening here. We just saw the reports from the social media. So as the union, there's no any report that we received as the majority union in this region. But we feel very strong that those people, our brothers, they need assistance. But all the stakeholders today were here, then we've been agreed about the way forward. Mantashe says the country lost 41 billion rand through illegal mining in 2018 alone. I'm Paul Lepedi in Orkney. Well, let's get back to the Northwest Province now where talks uh, arise once again for the legalization of small-scale mining following the discovery of 20 bodies believed to be that of illegal miners at an abandoned mine in Orkney. Now, <clears throat> a high-ranking delegation from the Northwest Government led by Premier Job Mohoro is visiting Orkney today and the aim of the visit is to t- determine the province's plan to deal with illegal mining activities. And illegal mining has been a huge problem in that area for many years 
years now, uh, with legitimate mining companies uh, being forced to employ private security companies uh, that cost millions of rands uh, in order to protect staff and, of course, their mining assets. So for the latest on um, how the, the site inspection is going, uh, we have now gotten hold of our reporter, Paul Lipedi. And Paul, good afternoon once more. Um, how is the site inspection going this afternoon? Uh, thank you so much, Sakina. Uh, we've just been talking to the Premier, uh, Job Mokoro, who's also been accompanied by the MEC for Safety, Lolehari, and some other stakeholders, including the Hawks and the police. And we managed to speak to the Premier, whereby he was telling us about uh, him. Had, he had met uh, stakeholders, whereby they were able to discuss, uh, you know, in terms of coming with an integrated approach in terms of combating illegal activities like this. And he also raised a concern, actually, about these escalating matters which are happening in the province. And during the site visit, there was a lot of, uh, you know, engagement uh, also from the part of the hawks, whereby the hawks were saying it's a bit of a problem because these illegal activities of illegal miners are actually a spillage from from mostly the free state, whereby all these activities they brew there. After that, these people are now, you know, um, escalating the matter to the province. And also, uh, the Hawks also t- uh, told the premier about a problem of some international syndicate which are also involved in matters like this. So, Sakina, it seems like this problem is not going to end now because even the MEC for safety, Sir Hari, was also concerned about the, the involvement of these people in terms of a bad impact which they have in mining communities around Orkney. Mm. And um, so what's the way forward now, just in terms of the latest uh, regarding the bodies uh, that were found? Has anybody come forward to claim any of them? Um, has the number risen? And do we know anything more, Mpo? Because yesterday you were telling us that you actually could hear some activity underground. Do we know anything more of what's happened since yesterday? For now, Sekina, it's still it's still quiet. You are right. We 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 tried to speak to those who were underground because we can we could actually hear them underground. But what the premier and the MEC said, they said that they are going to escalate the matter to the minister of police, Begitwele, and then also they'll be able to speak to some communities to see if they can't come forward in terms of giving them information. Of which I think Sekina is going to be a bit of a problem. Because, because even yesterday, as the media, we tried to talk to the community who are very scared of even coming forward. And talking about the identification of these, these illegal mine workers, we were able to speak to... Um, Brigadier Sabata Mokhobwabone, who was able to tell us that they've managed to get some name tags on the rest of some of these illegal miners who died uh, on, on Monday. Paul, we'll leave you to gather more information for us on this uh, developing story, uh, but let's leave it there for the time being. Paul Lipedi is our reporter out in Orkney in the Northwest Province uh, following uh, the story for us. So, as Paul says, seems as though the police have been able to at least try and identify some of the 20 bodies uh, that were brought to the surface. We understand after there was an explosion underground, and unfortunately, as the brigadier was explaining, to us yesterday, uh, the bodies are in a state of decomposition already. 
and um, therefore they will, if nobody comes forward to claim these bodies, uh, they will be given a pauper's burial. So uh, 29 after 12, uh, we will be speaking after news headlines uh, to a chief researcher at the Benchmarks Foundation, David Van Veek, to take this conversation forward. And uh, Father uh, Mani from Freight uh, sends us a message and Father says, um, hello, Sister Sakina, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm making a mistake, but did Minister Gwete Mantashe not give the green light to illegal mining some time back? Uh, please find out for me. And we'll exactly speak to that with um, uh, David van Beek from uh, Benchmarks Foundation. So, David, good afternoon. Thanks so much for your time and welcome to Update at Noon. Uh, thank you for having me, Sakina. It's good to be talking to you again. David, let me pick up with um, the message from uh, one of our uh, listeners, uh, Father Mani, who says uh, he's probably mistaken, but I don't think he is uh, when he talks about um, uh, uh, illegal mining and uh, some sort of green light being given some while ago. So let's just start there. In terms of um, illicit uh, mining, what is the current status there? Well, I think there are two two issues. The ministers issued a paper, a policy paper, on uh, small-scale artisanal and survival mining. And small-scale artisanal and survival mining is groups of people who uh, are on abandoned mine sites who are wishing to sweep up the crumbs, so to speak, of what is left there in order to make a living. And you find those uh, all over Main Reef Road from its east in, in springs right up to Orkney Potchefstroom in the west. Then you get illegal miners, and illegal miners are people who are underground almost as ghost workers. And this form of mining has taken place in, since the 1960s already in South Africa. It's not a new phenomenon, but with increasing unemployment, there are more and more people involved. So labor recruiting agencies recruit people in Lesotho and other countries, for example. They bring them here under the pretense that they're going to work in a formal mine. And they go underground and actually stay underground for three months. They get about 50% of what a normal mine worker gets. They don't, they don't uh, you know, no deductions for pension or for medical aid and so on. So they're very, very cheap. Um, and they mine... Uh, parallel to the legal operation, and very often managers of the mine are involved in this particular crime of stealing gold, even from their own companies. And like I say, it's been going on for a very, very long time, and that kind of thing really can't be condoned. (laughs) So the minister's paper is actually about people who are involved in survival mining and not illegal miners. Mm. Which is, of course, very serious, you know, uh, when you talk about those uh, sometimes uh, management in the mines being involved, because who are these labor brokers? You know, who do they work for? Who do they recruit on behalf? You see, as as labor broking and subcontracting increased in South Africa post-1994, and the unions became weaker and weaker as a result because, uh, the, you know, the, 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 these workers work as informal workers. They don't, they, they don't work as formal workers. And so they don't get the income of formal workers either. So, so, so uh, a team leader would go underground and he would not know the people in his team because they can be from different subcontractors and labor brokers. And so when you see strange people underground, because you don't know the team, because they're not all employed by the mining company itself, uh, you don't know who's who. 
and who is doing what on the ground. It's absolutely chaotic situation that is actually existing at the moment. And this is why uh, the situation uh, is not uh, controllable, you know, and so the unions have been call, calling for subcontracting and labor broking to end for a very, very long time. But, you know, it's, it's fallen on deaf ears. Mm. Now, a, a, a Benchmarks Foundation has for the longest time advocated for um, the formal uh, for the formalizing of this mm. uh, a particular industry, if you will, of Zama Zamas. Mm. How feasible is this, though, David? And how would you suggest this be achieved? Well, well, we 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 are now working with the National Association of Artisanal Miners in in all the provinces of the country. We meet with them on a regular basis. Um, we are in the process of organising uh, people into cooperatives so that they can apply for mining licences and they can apply for all the regulatory requirements to participate in mining, because ordinary people should be allowed a space within which to uh, participate. It should not be a monopoly of uh, corporates. And we believe in clustering them into groups of five cooperatives and then get the department to assign health and safety people, engineers and geologists to each a cluster of five or so, and to have a centralized buying agency to buy the gold from them so as to eliminate the criminal syndicates and so as to create also a platform for taxation, for example, the country could benefit from it. Um, and, you know, we believe that it can be done in an orderly manner. If it's not done, we will become like the DRC, like Katanga province, you know, um, with, with derelict mines and thousands of people crawling over them like ants. Mm. But if we look at the situation now, as you say, this is by no means new. Do you believe that there is sufficient political will to even consider this suggestion of formalizing small-scale mining um, in this way? Well, I think, first and foremost, we, we have a government that seems to think that you can solve every problem by policing. And this is not a policing problem, it's a mining problem. And the Department of Minerals should actually deal with it. You know, when there's a service delivery protest, we send out the police instead of the Minister of Housing or the Minister of Education or whoever is responsible for the for the protest having happened in the first place. Now, now the political world depends on xenophobia, which is absolutely rife in this country, unfortunately. And Zamazamas are an easy card to play in elections. And now that by-elections are coming up, the political world is disappearing. But after the elections, it will reappear again. Mm. David, with regard to the situation specifically in the Northwest now, uh, is there anything more that you know? Because we know Benchmark's foundation is on the yeah. ground. Anything more that you know about this situation? Well, well, well we've spoken to uh, some of the Zamas involved. We even have video clips of them speaking to us. And they tell us that, that there are still people trapped on the ground. Uh, they believe that some of those people are still alive, and they are desperately trying to get the authorities and the mining company to assist them to get to those people, to, to get them out from underground. The reason why people were wrapped up in, in milli bags and so on, that's standard practice for undocumented mine workers, because it's the only way they can get the authorities to respond to the processing of, of, of victims of this sort of accident.
Mm. And and do tell, uh, so what has the response been? Um, why hasn't anything seemingly been done as yet to try and well, actually we, retrieve? Well, we, saw, we saw the minister yesterday responding with a standard response. We'll bring in the police. The police and security cluster must do their work. But it's not their work, you know. Um, it is the work of the Department of Minerals and Energy, and they need to do their work instead. They need to close mines down properly. They need to make sure that people who do small-scale mining do so in a safe environment and at safe locations. Mm. And just a final question, David, who are the main beneficiaries of uh, this illicit mining? Well, I think that uh, I think that a lot of the gold goes back into the mainstream to be exported. Um, they somehow get into the refineries and so on. So there's a whole lot of middlemen and so on that are involved. There's a whole lot of syndicates that are involved. Uh, some of them are Pakistani, some of them are South Africans, some of them are from the Sutu and so on, you know. And, and this is why we need a centralized buying agency to actually eliminate these people who are exploiting these workers uh, who work in very desperate conditions. David van Wyk, as always, thanks so much for your time. Uh, David van Wyk is Chief Researcher at Benchmarks Foundation.